0: Hey everyone, happy Wednesday and welcome to the show. This is Be A Warrior podcast and I'm your host and an above-knee amputee, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get going. Alright we are back. It's another wonderful Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this for the very first time or maybe the 12th time. I don't know. I am Angie and I am an above knee amputee. This is my podcast and pretty much me talking to myself about the things that I could do to improve my life. And I hope maybe you get something from it so that you can use it in your own life. I think whether we're on a journey of amputation or medical struggles, relationship issues or work, it, it doesn't matter. The ups and downs of life in itself, everyone has to deal with something. And so when we deal with our problems, no matter what they are, we can all use very similar tactics to get through them. Now in the past last three weeks, I was discussing the idea of how fear, fear of things, um, can really disable us. They can, it can really stop us from living a full and happy life. And, and you know what I'm talking about. There's basic fears that you're afraid to take that leap and try something new to just being afraid of changing your life because change is difficult. Change is something we fear and we, Change is just an uncomfortable thing, right? So anyways, this week, I'll tell you what, I had a great day today. Let me just divulge. First off, I am sporting my Chicago Portillo's right now. Thank you that there are Portillo's in Phoenix every once in a while. I'm driving by and I might bring it home. And today was one of those days because I spent the day at a surgery center. Not for myself, it's about time I'm just there on the other side of the waiting room, which is so weird. I'm not the person that people are waiting for. I got to be there and wait on people that I knew and cared about. And ironically, it worked out, I don't know, it couldn't have worked out any better that there are two new friends of mine, both amputees, that were going through certain struggles, different, and I won't divulge exactly what it was, but they needed the, and they decided to use the plastic surgeon, Dr. Prooch. You did awesome for me. Thank you for taking care of my friends today. A little shout out to um, Dr. Ronnie Prooch here in Phoenix. He did an amazing job doing a TMR surgery on the back of my leg, my residual limb. That, um, And for those of you, you may have heard the term before, TMR surgery. But it's relatively new Um, and there will even be some surgeons that poo-poo the idea. But what it is, um, basically, as I was told, when we get an amputation and everything just gets severed, including the nerves, our nerves will scar just like our body scars. You get a cut on your arm, you scab up, scar you know, they tell you don't pick it because then you'll leave a scar. Well, our nerves will do the same. Just think about an end being cut and it having to heal. The problem is, is when it has no place to go and it heals and that healing, that scar can grow and grow and grow and grow until it becomes huge. It's a neuroma is what the scar on a nerve is called. And there are symptomatic and asymptomatic neuromas. I, yours truly, A year after my amputation and kicking butt, doing my thing, loving life, moving forward, got a massive pain that was shooting sharp knife-like pains down a missing leg. That was phantom pain. But instead of it just being this nerve pain that my nerves were just acting kooky, they had created an aroma in my hamstring. Didn't know until I went for an MRI, got checked out. Sure enough, a nice like four inch section of my hamstring was just attacked with this huge neuroma, like the size of a golf ball. And so Dr. Prute, even though I went to see my, pla- my orthopedic surgeon that did my amputation, um, as he put it, I can do it, but I will just cut it out and it will grow back. Orthopedics are not trained in nerve, um, the nerve sciences. And so he sent me to Dr. Ronnie Pruch and Dr. Pruch took a look at my MRI. He pushed on the part where I thought it, the MRI was showing it, it created the pain. He's like, yep, I can help you. And here I am three years later since that surgery and it's not grown back. I have no other problems and aromas one of my friends was going in for that surgery, another one was going in for reconstruction, but ironically they were both today and they were one after the other. So that's weird. I'm not sure how many people go in to see a friend after surgery only to see another friend after surgery right after that, but that was me this morning. And then I got there and I actually spent some time with my planner and goal setting um, and just catching up on some things and realized that, you know what, I'm going to stay here today. I'm going to call my outreach day and today is just going to be, I'm here if their husbands need anything or if these girls needed anything. And I I stepped out for a moment, just got home and I'm like, go, go, go. You can do this. Let's get this podcast done happy to hear that um, surgeries went well for both ladies. I got to see one before her surgery and the other one after her surgery. So it was kind of wonky that way. But they are looking good and I can't say feeling good yet because I know how much pain that creates. But I'm praying for them and happy that I was able to be there to give them a hug, give them support and pray for them in the waiting room. That being said, That was the day I had and it felt really good. And this is one of those moments where thinking outside of your own life, your own struggles, your own problems is a big benefit to seizing the day, living a happy, healthy life, getting in the right mindset, and realizing the world is not revolving around you and that other people need support, not just myself. And so I just really enjoyed it. And, and I decided I'm not rushing today. I'm just, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to stay as long as I can. But then my stomach started really grumbling at around 3.30. And I'm like, I got to go because I hadn't eaten anything all day. And I was starving. So when your, your stomach starts making more noise than the quiet whispers in a waiting room, you gotta you've got to excuse yourself. I'm just saying. So while I was sitting there, um, I knew what I wanted to talk about, actually, since last Wednesday. Um, for those of you that have listened, you kind of know that something unusual will happen to me at least once a week that I find pertinent enough to make a podcast on. And they may not be really long podcasts, and then there are others on fear that I could talk forever. But this one, I thought, you know what, this is really important. And it's, it's for me to speak of this makes me vulnerable. And you know what? I'm just getting too old to not, to just not care. I just, I can't care anymore. I have always put up the guard that I'm strong enough. I can do things on my own. I need no one. Not that I've ever pushed my family away or anybody, but you know, when you're raised with three big brothers, you not only are a tomboy growing up, but you learn how to defend yourself and you understand the dynamics of those kind of relationships. It makes you a fighter and a survivor. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) If my brothers listen or their kids listen, you get what I'm saying. And thank you for making me stronger because of how you raised me, helped raise me. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things where I will do, if you've heard any of my earlier podcasts, especially the first season, you'll know that I'm a perfectionist. And that can be good and bad. I'm not to the point where it causes anxiety. That's, that's a problem. But you can be a perfectionist in the fact that the things that you try, you work really hard at, and you try to give the best you can. And that means I also try to give 110% whenever I do decide to do anything. There is no half-assing in my world. I don't like that. And if I do that, I'm ashamed of when I do that. And yeah, there are days that are bad, like especially now, if I have a bad day, I might half-ass the podcast and not post on a Wednesday because my leg is just making it hard for me to sit here and even focus. And and, and I'm not going to half-ass the podcast. I don't like it. And but if I don't go and do it, then I feel like I'm half, you know, doing half the job that I would normally do monthly. So that's a tough one, but sometimes I do pull back. Like I said, I don't do it to the point where I'm not perfectionist to the point where I'm anxiety driven, um, but I definitely want to give it my all. And so if you know me well enough to know that, you understand how hard this episode's going to be to talk about for me. And that is letting go of your ego so that you can grow. Yep, you heard me, letting go of ego. Now, a perfectionist will be someone that likes to do everything to the best of their ability. They take pride, high pride, in their work. They will never show a weakness, and they um, do not really. They struggle with criticism or not being the best at something. Okay, that's at least me. So I need to let go of my ego. And here's what I've learned from this. This last week, I had an ego check on my own terms, but I did it, and I'm proud of myself because. The old me, pre-amputation, even beginning of amputation, like even my first year of being an amputee, I never really reached out to find other people on how they were doing because I was going to set my own path and only I could determine how hard, how far, and how long I was going to push myself. But if I heard from other people, I didn't want them to be what drove me to where I'm at because I knew that eventually I was still going to be the one to deal with this on my own Um, behind closed doors, right? So that being said, the growth that I have seen in myself, I'm very proud of because the old me would not let go of my ego. And my ego is a highly competitive person, highly competitive. My husband and I, so competitive that when my husband and I went off to college together at the time dating, we would, for fun, (laughs) for fun, we would go and play racquetball. The problem is, if I felt that he was doing a cheap shot or backhanding it so that I'd whiff, I would get really angry and then I'd be the one that would hit the ball harder, aiming for the right physics direction so that the ball would ricochet and maybe hit him in the back or the head. (laughs) And we finally just stopped playing racquetball because it was just ugly, I mean ugly still, today, we're doing our first year of fantasy football as a family. And last night was driving me mad because my guy, I was up against my husband this week, and my guy and his guy were neck and neck, well, the very beginning, and then his guy started blowing me away. And I lost this week by one point, just because of last night's game. I was like, oh, and he's like, I don't like playing this with you. So. There's a problem, I think, there. But I want to tell you about what happened last week. And I'm going to give a really special shout out to a new friend. About January February, I was at the Y for an interview with our Channel 15 News. Channel 15 or Channel 12, sorry. Um, But did an interview on motivating others by what I do and how I carry myself. And not realizing, but that's what the, the people at the Y had seen in me. And therefore, their, their head person called up and said, we got a good feel-good story we'd love for you to cover. And, you know, I'm totally honored. I, I'm, I love it. It was a great thing and, and actually brought some of you to my podcast, which I'm so, so eternally grateful for. But um, did that interview, and all of a sudden, someone I had seen a few times at the gym... Um, she's like a complete like lifting buff and personal trainer, and but not at the Y, her own. And she f- started following my Instagram page, so I followed her back. Had not seen her since then. That was like the beginning of the year. Last Monday, I think it was, we ran into each other because I said, this week I'm going to go early. I'm going to get to the gym early and start getting my routine in early. And I ran into her because she works out earlier than I did. So now I'm running into her. Well, <laughs> never say anything because we were both focused, head down. I don't like talking while I'm working out. But in the locker room, she came in right after me and and she finally said finally meet. And we said hi, talked. And I was just started talking. We started talking lifting and I talked to her about how God, it's so hard to find a variety of exercises that I can handle with my prosthetic because I try to keep mine on at all times and I want to lift and gain muscle in the hip flexors and the glutes and the quad if I can and hamstring if I can with my prosthetic on so that my body is used to the heavy weight of lugging it around so that it doesn't feel like I'm lugging it around. I mean, if you understand this, it's 10 to 12 pounds of plastic and metal, and then you throw on a shoe and depending on the shoe, each shoe weighs, ounces matter here, folks. Kicking a shoe through, if it's a boot, it's heavier. You know, you've, you've got to have your, uh, at least enough muscles engaged that you can walk normal because as we get older, walking normal will help the rest of our body maintain integrity. I can't walk with a wobble because I'm weak because what I'm gonna do is weaken my hips and misalign my hips, which will misalign my back, which will misalign my neck. You get where I'm going with this? Then it becomes a muddled mess of ick. So I always work out with my leg on, but I really struggle because if I work out anything specific with my left prosthetic leg and I hit a nerve and put pressure into that nerve it will be what shoots me through the roof that night with phantom pain because it just pissed off a nerve. So we were talking about this and she goes, Hey, you ever want to get together? I would love to help you. We can go through and I can show you some of these different things. Cause I said, there's some th- machines out there. Yes. That even I haven't attempted as an amputee cause I wasn't sure that if I got myself into it, I'd be able to get out or I could get in without falling over something different machines for the whole body, leg, glute kind of workout. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, that routine where, like, you really don't follow through. But then she texted me later that day. She said, I'm thinking about this. I've got this whole list. And she sent me a PDF file of different exercises that we could try. And I said, that's awesome. She goes, and I'm available any of these days. And I finally just said, you know what? Wednesday morning. So two days later. And she's like, works for me. I usually would never ask another woman for advice. So there I said it. That is my one thing. I'm competitive. No matter your sexual gender or anything, I am competitive. That's just how I'm built. I, I want I've had three big brothers I've competed against. And in the world of sports, any um, you know, I played softball, I had to compete against other people that wanted my position or if I wanted their position. So, you know, it didn't matter, but I would never have thought I would have asked somebody to help me. So, and and keeping in mind that I'm also a personal trainer, so that was another big gulp. So showed up that day, can't even tell you how nervous I was because I wasn't sure what I'd be able to do, how foolish I might look, and again, I was very vulnerable. And I kind of express this to her when I get nervous, like I said, I kind of laugh and I joke things off. And she said, you know what, I I have a coach. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, like we all need our own coach and support system to show us some things that we're missing. And right then and there, tension broke. She showed me some major, major things I could do. I felt for the first time, good muscle pain in my glute and in my hamstring of my residual limb. People, that's huge. I don't have a knee. So engaging hamstring is really, really hard. I can't do anything that makes my leg bend because I don't have a knee. And so um, I was completely excited and stoked. Usually leg days are crappy days for people. I couldn't wait to turn around on Friday and use what I learned and do my very own leg day for an hour, an hour and a half. And sure enough, I was sore, I was tired, but I wasn't frying my nerves. So I'm so excited. And I just told her, I said, listen, I meant what I said. I posted something with her and I in the gym and I just said, until we let go of our ego, we cannot grow because when we fear asking for help or showing a weakness, we feel like we are succumbing to a negative instead of being able to change that to a positive. And I'm going to be stronger in the bottom portion of my body than I ever would if I hadn't asked for help. So letting go of our ego, letting go of those kind of feelings and realizing we don't know everything and that there is someone out there that can help us in specific areas that are weaknesses to us, we can't grow. You cannot grow without trying something new and failing at it and learning how to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and try again, and then to ask for more help when help is needed. You know, when it comes to things like lifting, there are so many different ways you can hurt yourself if your feet aren't aligned right your shoulders aren't aligned right your hips your movement and i wanted it spot on right and if i had tried it myself i could have hurt my back or my leg because i wasn't doing it correctly and so finding those things fine tuning them tweaking my my um my setups will set me up for future successes and i am so ever grateful to Ashley for that at the YMCA. And, you know, I just, this is near and dear to my heart because it is a vulnerable spot. Whether it's just my personality, whether it's because I'm a wife and a mom who homeschooled her kids all their lives, I've always put the pressure on myself that I'm, I'm the best at what I do because I put 110% in. But even when I was homeschooling, I had to reach out to people for help because I didn't know it all. Now I'm a beekeeper as well and I have no clue sometimes what I'm doing or what I'm seeing and I send pictures to a lady that's down the road that knows a lot about bees. And so I'll tell you, I have grown by leaps and bounds and I'm proud of myself for that because it takes a lot to say I don't know and to ask for help. And I want you to know this because I really believe it could help you improve your life, your skills, and just make you a happier person. It's it's not, I'm not good enough. And I'm not saying you need to always ask people for help. Sometimes you need to cut that off. Some people over ask because they're afraid to make a mistake. No, you don't want to do that. Because you know what I always told my students when I was a teacher? If you don't make a mistake, then you're not going to grow at all because you're not trying to get outside of your comfort zone or your knowledge zone to fumble and see what happens when you try something because you can't learn unless you try something. I'll never be good at surfing if I don't get out and try and go underwater and realize well that was the wrong thing to do. Let me try it again and make just adjustments to the way I hit the board. So when you get out there in the world, no matter where you're at, and amputees, this really, I'm hoping, speaks to you. I can give you all the advice that you need and want and ask for. But remember, when it comes down to it, once you ask for some help, take that nugget and use it for yourself. Go out, try something. You have to let go of your ego and try and get out of your comfort zone to make improvements. And, and I'm literally speaking from the experience of, I'll give you a great example. I got my running blade right after my amputation. A year after my amputation, I decided to do a 10K and I was hell bent that I was going to run it. Okay. I'm still working on trying to walk in my prosthetic leg, let alone run in a running blade. Little did I know, it is not easy just to start running. You have to build a lot of muscles, trust, and, and be ready to fall because you're going to fall. Like I said, you can't learn unless you fall. And I learned that I need uh, wrist braces because I do fall forward and I don't need to break a wrist because I use crutches at night um, to get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. But I would always try on cement and my PT would say, why don't you go on grass? Well, Because I was afraid the grass would trip me up, so I wanted a clear path. But instead of doing it during the day, I would go out at night on cement under street lights. Now, I want you to just kind of close your eyes and visualize that. Someone who's just learning to run on a running blade without a knee. So an above knee running blade. Running at night with shadows in and out of darkness for the very first time. Just so if she screws up. She won't be seen by anybody because everybody's in their houses. It's very dangerous. It was very dangerous. (laughs) I even had my son, I have a video somewhere. I'll have to try to find it. I even had my one son come out and videotape me so I could critique myself because that's the only way I'm going to get better. See where I was going wrong and what I was holding back on. And uh, it was really hard to see the video because it was so dark. And now to this day, I go, I cannot believe I tried running at dark. And so then I finally started trying to run in the mornings. And uh, it's humbling. Again, I am not one that likes to do something where I'm not good at it right away. So I would be running. And sure enough, right by a bus stop where everybody and their moms were waiting for the bus to pick up their kids, watching me try to run past them. So good times. Uh, Ego building. No, ego destroying and um, humility building is what I would call that. So today with dropping your ego so you can succeed, your call to action this week is to find something you've been afraid to do or try. Find someone that does do it because I'm sure you've seen someone and you've been like, wow, like I had seen Ashley and I'm like, man, if I could make the one leg I have look like hers, we'd be like gold. I'd, I'd feel so good about myself because it is not easy to build lower body strength as an amputee. I'm still working on it and it takes a lot of grit. Plus, leg days are hard anyways if you have two legs. So, and they were never my favorite. Um, plus, I'm preserving my kneecap. I've got to be careful that I don't blow up my good knee or the only knee I have. So your call to action would be to find someone that can guide you a little bit and let down your guard. Tell yourself it's okay not to know all the answers or how to do something perfectly. Let it go. Let your ego go and give it a whirl. You'll be very surprised. Number one, I have a new friend out of this. Now she and I talk every morning when I get over there, if I'm there in the morning. And, um, And you know, it's just always good to have someone else have eyes on you that you can trust, knows what they're doing so that they don't hurt you in the midst of of that. Because if she has an ego, then we got a problem. If she thinks she's the best, then she's not going to want to help. And that's not how she is. So I am so grateful for a new friendship because I let my guard down, my ego down and said I could use some assistance and I am building up better strength. And feeling much better about myself that I'm more well-rounded in the gym than I ever was the last couple years going to the YMCA. So this week, let your guard down. Find someone that can help you. Tackle something new. Don't be afraid to fail. Fail it. Pick yourself back up like a warrior should and get back and try it again. That is your call to action this week. Without, without losing our ego, and, and giving ourselves a chance to try something out of our comfort zone, we cannot grow. And amputees, this is especially true for you. When you have to learn to re-walk, I know it's embarrassing. I know it can be hard um, because it's new. And if you get the idea that, hey, I'm doing something totally different that most people aren't doing, then that helps you get past the feeling embarrassed by it but you have to let go of the ego. You're not gonna be good at it right away. It takes time. It takes falling, stumbling, and checking yourself. But you can do this. You're a warrior. I know you are. You're strong. Let that warrior out. Get out there, lose the ego, and grow. I know you can do it. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.